Good morning and welcome to the Capital Gang. I am Oscar Semoyam Soke and this morning we have a bevy of topics. The first topic is uh, the burial of the late Right Honorable Speaker Jacob Olanya. In the studio I have a well-suited Vice Chairman of the NRM. Uh, actually, Honorable Chuan, I don't think I've ever seen you in a suit on a Saturday. So perhaps you're going somewhere else after here. Yeah, today my, one of my sons, uh, you know, in Uganda, we call them our sons. I don't know about cousins or what. But uh, uh, the, the firstborn of our family is getting married. So we are going for the introduction. Not, of course, as parents, we don't go there, but we have a, a parents association mm. to, uh, together before they go. So yeah, my brother, one of my brothers stays in Katosi. Yes. So after here, I'll be in heading Katosi, to Katosi. There. But shouldn't you be in Kanzu? Yeah, it's because we are not going for the traditional. Because fathers, we don't go. Oh, you for, don't go, we to don't the, go there. Yes, so it's yes, just the fathers they are. Mm. It still doesn't explain the sort. <laughs> because it should be in some casual thing where you're going to drink. And you're going to you drink know, a lot. Some fathers are mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> See your life. See your life. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get in too much trouble. Oh. Um, yes, Oscar. Yes. Mm. Uh, well, <clears throat> suffice to say that you're very smart. Thank you so I've much. I've seen you this smart on a Saturday. And even Ibrahim is also mm. surprised. But uh, he knows, you know, I've been his chairman for Buganda Parliamentary Caucus for five years. For five years, and, yes. And uh, he knows uh, suits are part of me. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, and, and now you're, you're, you're uh, Buganda, you're vice chairman central. Yes, oh, our structure is that as national resistance movement, we have six regions. And this is central region, Kampala, Karamoja, northern and western. Uh, yes, and northern. Yes, northern, western, Karamoja, there are six anyway. So one of us died, that is the right honorable Joko Bolanya, who has been vice chairman, northern region. Northern region comprised of uh, West Nile, Acholi, and Lango. Then Karamoja is a region. Okay, Eastern, that is by Honorable George Michael Mukula. And uh, of course, finally, uh, Western, which is also by Honorable Chris Bariomusi, the minister now for, uh, for ICT and national guidance. Then Kampala is headed by Mr. Singh Katongole. Uh, so when I say I lost, in Olanya, I lost a colleague whom I sit with on SEC, a friend I've been with for a long time, and also um, my leader, because I remember in the seventh parliament he was my chairman for legal and parliamentary affairs committee, when he tried to become speaker. In the tenth parliament, I was the head of his campaigns. In the ninth parliament, I was the head of his campaigns. And um, I've been somehow close to write on over Joko Bolanya. Mm. Yeah. And and you were there at the funeral yes. uh, yesterday. Yes. Um, and in your opinion, how did that go? It went on well. Uh, so of course, from morning we began at around nine, and uh, everything was going on smoothly. Um, Sooner that we were at around noon, we had a wind, uh, some bad wind that came and blew uh, with the 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 the, 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 um, the tent for the, where the casket was. And I tried also to also to hit some other tents, but of course the tents were very strong. But I'm experiencing this for the second time, even when I was attending the burial of Father Simon Lokodo. 
I had the same experience. Uh, but I think basically Northern region has such strong winds mm. that the explanation that I got. At funerals? Yes, it was. And even before they told us that there was a classroom that they, was, they showed to us that even that classroom was blown mm. out. It was the one. Okay. And, and mm. uh, the father's, uh, Jacob Olanya's father's sentiments about the, the cause of death? Uh, I think he's... Uh, the local is uh, he's was, he was speaking what the son told him and equally the son told him so the, before he died he mm. told me personally you Ch Chiwanda? yes, yes. Who, who told you this uh, he the, told me that he was poisoned Jacob Olanya told you Olanya, in his, uh, in his own, by his own I mean when in his own words see. yes in he did uh, Jacob like on the 18th Oh, no, on 12th, no, I think it was a 17th of December 2019, Jacob called me to his home. That was in 2019. He was sending me to uh, Serere. We were opening up a radio station in Serere, so he couldn't go. So I went, uh, when I went home, he couldn't come down, so I went to his bedroom. So when I went to his bedroom, he showed me a wound. Just here, he told me, my brother, I cannot go to Serere. Then, uh, of course, I went to Serere. I opened up a radio station. But when I came back, of course, I noticed Jacob was dark by then. I was in cabinet. So the next day, it was over the weekend. On Monday, I told one of my, another close this is sister. Ma ma Monday, what? what Monday what? of that weekend. Because mm. I, it, was 18, it was 18th of December. 17th of December, it was, towards, towards the weekend. So maybe it was like 20, 21st. 2018. Uh, 2019. 2019. Yeah. So on that next cabinet, I talked to one Ruth Nankavi, right? Ruth, Jacob is so dark. What's going on? That was in 2019. So Ruth told him, no, I'll get in touch with him. Of course, we, of course we could work. He told me I would be okay. Then I also had, I saw another wound around the neck. When I asked him, what, what about this? He told me, no, I was punching and I had a problem here. So I took it. But he told me he would be fine. So that is now almost two years from then. Um, afterwards, uh, we, of course, we went, uh, remember that is 2019, 2020, uh, we went for that vigorous campaign. Olanya had five campaigns. He had to go to compete as a flag bearer in Omoro, uh, of course, as in general elections for the member parliament Omoro. He was the vice chairman. Of course, he had to compete. When you compete to become a vice chairman like me, you compete as the, uh, in, the, in the whole country. I'm voted from, for the whole country. You are mm. voted all the structures in. And we had to traverse the whole country because that, that was during COVID. And um, he, we, it wasn't like before because before we could just have eaten in Ambole. But this time we had to go to all districts. So he had to subject himself to that. Uh, of course, he was the vice chairman of Northern Region and the president began his campaigns in North. And you know the, the energy wanted in the North because we had already seen that. Uh, the central was really having some problems, wanted to maximize our support in the northern region. Of course, afterwards, then he came and competed for speakership. So all that, of course. But afterwards, um, like when he had just been elected, I called him, said, you come home. I went home. I talked to him. He was still in bed. But they, th that's when I phoned him in bed, badly sick. I mean, he was really ill. This is 2021. 2021. That is 2021. After, after the elections. Election. Mm. Told him I was poisoned. 
said, well, I asked him, what's the problem? But, but don't tell anyone. I'm saying this because the father said it. Don't tell anyone. He said, Jacob, are you sure? He told me yes. Then I asked him, Jacob, by who? He told me no. I have no idea. Then I told him, when? Because now that made me fresh because I had seen him sick two years before. He said, when? He said, probably because I asked him, is it after we had given you a flag as sick? Said, I'm not very certain, but it's around that time when I, when I had just won the um, speakership. Said, okay. So what do we do? Said, okay, I'm in operation. They're operating me here and there. So then I said, okay. But now I said, now, I kept quiet. I kept it by myself for some time. But it was time I talked to Honorable Chris Baromons. He said, now, this is too bad. What if he has told me alone and something happens, I would say, he told me and I did not. So I looked for an appropriate doctor. Of course, uh, Chris Baromons is close and he's a sick member. I disclosed it to him, much as I had an instruction not to tell anyone. I told Chris, Chris, I think we should visit Jacob. So I went to his home, me and Chris. But because he had told me not to tell anyone, I couldn't tell him that I've told Chris. that. He... So um, Chris, of course, as a doctor, he interested himself. He asked him here. Then Jacob told him that I have some toxins uh, in my intestines. So, but then, of course, he wasn't very, he did not say that how I was poisoned. So, but um, he asked him, asked him here, then, of course, afterwards, we went out, and Chris told me, but I see some gaps here, because if you, if you are prison, then they are, you know, he was trying to explain to me as a doctor, but I couldn't understand everything. But I said, okay, let's say, because he told us that he is under, he is undergoing treatment over this. So when I combined this with the report, of the doctors. To me, I don't see any contradiction. Uh, Jacob might have had some other illnesses, either cancer or what, but somebody may not rule off the fact that can also be poisoned. Because even when you are sick, you can have an accident, you can be poisoned. And, you know, anything can happen. Mm. So the investigation shouldn't, we should not even so much attach whether he had cancer. That has been there for before, three, two, three years, because I've been close to Jacob and I was following. But the, the, of course, um, the situation worsened uh, like four, five months back. And uh, I, of course, I wasn't privy, I wasn't a medical doctor, but they, he told me that statement. Mm. And when the father was saying this at the first time, I wasn't even, actually, I was not bringing the father. Jacob must have told this to his father. Wow. We have a veteran uh, journalist in the studio, uh, Mr. Joachim Buwembo. When you, when you have uh, uh, a revelation like this one from a vice chairman of the NRM, and he's not saying that Jacob Olanya was poisoned, but he said he told him, and he says if his father says he was poisoned, that he probably was told. How do you take that? Happy to be in this August. Hanu, uh, what I think of immediately is uh, at what time did they involve the CID? Or you haven't yet involved the CID? You've been told someone believed strongly, someone who was sober, that he has <laughs> lost, I mean, his strongest suspects being poisoned. What, what step did you take? That's what I would. 
but, but of course that is by government. <laughs> For me, I was under an instruction but from the very first. Don't tell anyone. You don't have to answer it just <laughs> yet. It's, uh, yes. Yeah. So that's that's what you'd come would come that's to your mind. What, that's what comes to mind. And also, when he told his his father says, "My son told me." Is that the same thing that comes to your mind? Yes. Two at least two people. Now we have a whole vice chairman of the ruling party has been in government. Is uh, heading, I think, to a bigger assembly, and we pray for him. So lawmakers what do lawmakers do we have a lawmaker who is a legal man <laughs> do we have lawmakers here what would the law require us to do in such a situation honorable mm. yeah. you are also from the news before you went to parliament <clears throat> you see the the one thing that africans never want to admit is death Kenya handles death better than Uganda. If someone dies of an accident in Kenya, it will be an accident. In Uganda, it will have been stage management. Part of the trouble is the, <coughs> is the integrity of government. This government, because it lacks integrity, it will be accused even of what it has not done. I said uh, I was on television this week that this government, leaders of this government, behave like suspects. So even when they have not done something, you will think they have done something. And they will always be betrayed by their own explanation. So that's how they behave. So, so they make it very difficult for the ordinary person to believe them. Because uh, let me give you, uh, Oscar, when Mr. Seven was sick during the World War, I am told Dr. West examined him and he suspected poison. So they immediately stopped the old women, Muchara Zizinga, I think Muchara Njiba and someone else were cooking for him. They stopped them. And those women don't like Vesji because he's the one who said he suspected poison. When Dr. Ronald Butter examined him, I think that's how he said he was suffering from an amoeba. I think that's how they call it. And then they started treating him. But you can imagine the suspicion that uh, Museven had been poisoned, how it, it, it did a blow to the relationship between the people who had lived together and in very extreme circumstances. Um, when uh, we did a story in Monta, it must have been around 2099, when Seven flew in a presidential jet, his daughter to go and uh, first attend antenatal care and, uh, in German and later to go and give birth, Natasha. Seven came back and uh, he wrote, I think, two pages in, in, in both. Uh, I think at that time, Joachim must have been editing the Sunday paper at New Vision. Mm -hmm. So he explained and he said, you see, doctors in Uganda, that the, one of their colleagues who was evacuated during the World War, that they, they wanted to cut his leg, uh, they, that they can kill. That's, that's what the president said. That's why he was taking family members outside, giving credence to suspicion that in Uganda, people can be poisoned, people can be maliciously killed. 
and that debate has never gone away. First, the state kills. Um, this one of Uganda also kills. But in the case of Jacob Oranya, it will take a very persuasive person to make me believe that Oranya was poisoned. First, he was in hospital around 2007. Um, for nearly some months in Morocco, sick. 2007. And I am told that's when the NRM people took advantage because he needed medical care. It's not that they, they discovered you are such a good man, but they, because they will strike when you are vulnerable. That's what they do. They take you and then they begin pampering you. Uh, I, I remember one time we were talking with the Honorable Manya Mushega. The Malinga, Dr. Malinga, who was UPC caucus chairman in parliament, eventually crossed to NRM. He was appointed minister for health. At his funeral, the president said he was such a darling, a very good card. And then Mushega told me, it's bad manner. If you have squeezed someone and he has joined you because of difficulties, please don't say he's, he's, he's a very close friend. The only reason he's joining you because he's, he faces difficulties. So I don't think Olanya uh, went to NRM because he discovered NRM was very good. In, your, in, in Europe? I am giving events as they happen. 2007 is sick in Morocco for a number of months. He needed treatment. I am told Otafir and others are the ones who went to help him. That's what I am told. If later on he found NRM to be good, uh, that's another story. But the time he joined was a time of vulnerability. He had lost a parliamentary seat. He was sick. He needed medical care. And you know, in Uganda, if you need expensive medical care and you don't have money, you know where it is. So he was sick 2007. Even before, even on the day of the elections of the speakership, I am told after election is in Nambo, he actually went for treatment. By the time Chiwanda went to see him and uh, he told him he had been poisoned, he had already been sick. He had already been operated. And uh, <clears throat> um, I am telling you, I'll need someone very persuasive to make me believe that the was poisoned. I don't believe in it, but because you have a government that lacks integrity, that also kills, that is also suspicious of itself, because if the president begins Frying family members, and he says he's fearing they might be killed by a Morago. That's what he did. And in writing, not that I heard uh, someone saying, in writing, in both in Sunday Munta and Sunday Vision, justifying why he flew his daughter to Germany, he said he feared, uh, he didn't want his daughter to be killed, like they attempted to kill one of NRM people in Morago. And that is the head of state. So if the head of state is suspicious of his own. In, in well, the, 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 this time he has said that people who are peddling these things should be arrested. Well, of course, he's the head of state, he can't be arrested. But maybe the justification he gave for flying Natasha should have earned him an arrest. Because he, 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 exactly in the same words, he said, I am fearing and very emphatic. Mm. That's why I have flown. The, the one who will be us. arrested is the vice chairman, Central. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> we don't seek treatment here. And the father. So I don't mm. believe as a person that Honorable Oranya okay. was poisoned. Nancy. I think he has been sick. Mm. And that when you are sick, uh, that sort of sickness, at one time it will take you. It's just a matter of time. If you, are suffering, if you are suffering from cancer, cancer will kill you. It can kill you in one year, in two years, in three years. If BMK had been maybe competing a, he was a politician. A politician. Now they would say BMK was also poisoned because he went to each and every hospital. They said, I didn't hear it uh, 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 the way. 
the way this, this has way. come out. Mm. <clears throat> okay, um, Namfi. Oscar, um, in a way, I, I understand where Semuji is coming from. And, um, but to say that someone was sick so they can't be poisoned, a, a very sick person can be poisoned, no, no, a dying person said, can be poisoned. I don't believe. But um, I understand where he's coming from. I mean, um, even in, during private funerals, you know, there's a saying that says in Africa, no one dies alone. They're either bewitched or they've been killed or someone had a hand in their death. Even when they, you know, they have an accident, someone bewitched that car or took hold of their brain. I, I, I mean, this is, and it, it gives us personal comfort. But to hear someone's dad saying that this person told them and a man who is not uh, 30 or 20 years, this is an old man. Uh, People that age rarely tell lies because they have nothing to oh. lose. You need to listen to Museven. Then you will know at that age they lie. <laughs> <laughs> she, she gave so much. <laughs> no, 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 no. People with integrity that age. Sam, why are you doing this? Con control, you want me to get in trouble. Control, <laughs> control yourself, honorable cartoon. Sam, you let me switch off your... Mm. I have, this is my last time, on 12 pages. Mm. And then he came back and, and sought another time. But manifesto is not a personal book. That's it a is a party. That one, Museven is manifesto with his photograph. You don't no. have a party. No, 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 no. And it was written in the first person. In the first person. This is mm. my last. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Oh, no, but, yeah. Oh, no, but, yeah. And you need to read it again. But, no, but his standing is not on Museveni. No, if you read his standing is, is not on Museveni. No, Honorable Chwanda, it's not in order yeah. for you to come and, and, and say things like that. And, and, when someone said it and, and neither is Semuju. But your argument should mm. be that they change their mind. And yeah. we all have one mind, so we can change it. Nafi, the topic mm. is that different. That is a better argument than say that he did tell so that uh, uh, said it when it was his words. But back to the topic. And for me, I find it, it discussions like this redundant. Because then what? Then what? Like the good journalist here said, said CID, CID. CID, if, if, if you're serious and someone gives you, because in law we call it a dying declaration, um, and, and, and there is a weight that we give to dying declarations because it is believed that when someone is dying, it's rare that they will tell lies. But some of you may know people who tell lies <laughs> before on their deathbeds. But what, but, but so they, they, a dying declaration carries a certain weight, even under the law. And if someone says something on their deathbed, even in court, it will be given certain weight and it will be, it will be believed more than something they said while they were alive. Because it's, again, believed that people who are lying, are dying, have nothing to lose. So they'll, they'll be more inclined to tell the truth. So if their father says that he told them that, maybe he told them that, maybe he believed that. But then again, what then? Are we going to investigate? If the father was told this, did he go to CID or proper authorities to start an investigation? It's rumored that Mayombo, Honorable Mayombo was poisoned. It's rumored that uh, Honorable Kadaga, while she was speaker, was poisoned. It's rumored that uh, Ronda Nyakirima was poisoned. It's rumored, and who is poisoning all these people? And most importantly, what do the people who rumor these, the, the relatives and the loved ones of these people do about it. Or is it that in Africa we just don't die easily? We just don't die easily don't and we don't it to and die. it gives us a certain comfort to know that our person didn't just die but they were killed by someone. I don't know. It's a psychological thing. So at the end of the day, even discussing it, um, for me it's rendered redundant 
because nothing is going to be done. No one is going to go into, and, and then even if they were, say the state killed him, like Samuju says, it's the state that kills. Are we sure that the state, that, that we have a state that kills? Yeah, the, the state kills. Yes, Samuju said it. Mm. Um, I think it's the only one that is, kills, is, but Are the culprits kills. going to be um, brought to book? For their actions, chances are they won't. Because with people like that, if there is a poisoning, the poisoning is done by other powerful people who have certain sinister motives. And rarely do those powerful people. Anyway, this week we saw uh, in Burkina Faso, their former president, um, Kampore. Kampore, being jailed. Um, I don't know if no, he's no, jailed. He's, he's, he's not in the country. country. He's in Ivory Coast, I think. But that, that ruling, maybe we are looking at something like that, that at some point, but still, if you believe in your heart as the father that this happened, then maybe you need to go to the authorities because at the end of the day, then your arguments, your cries are redundant if you just say it at a funeral. Yes, there's a gust of wind that can come and, you know, sweep away the coffin or whatever it does, but it will not bring back the person. So, Oscar, I think maybe we can have other discussions other than whether or not when, speculate when, whether when, or not when chairman mao was on the show a couple of weeks ago he 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 seemed he to have an idea of that he seemed you know his his to, voice had a hint but he of seemed it. that pains not to say that mm. he was poisoned but i think that's because the head of state had said that anyone who said that is going to he, be imprisoned. he was hinting at it he hinted at it and then he gave us the health history of honorable lanya and then he did not come out openly to say it and uh, seeing that he's not, he's, he maybe occupies a certain space, he should lead, he should sit with his fellow elders and then lead them into trying to find um, justice for Lanya, if indeed he was poisoned. But my mm. guess is as good as yours, no, nothing will be done. We will say it, we'll discuss it, and then it will end there. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Witness. He's a witness. Right. So, Honorable Katuntu. But he's sitting on information. He has now published the information. <laughs> no, on, on yeah, but also the information he has under the law, we call it hearsay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so welcome to so Gang, Honorable Katuntu. Uh, you've uh, had, uh, in person, you've had Honorable uh, Chiwanda uh, state as a witness. What do you make of that? Because previously, the one who has been saying it all along has been the father of, of uh, Jacob Bolanya. Now you have uh, a vice chairman, Central, uh, says it that, that uh, Jacob Olenya told him. Um, and yet you have a president who said you shouldn't be peddling these things. Uh, today, I think, is it when they have their community meeting to, to discuss these matters? The barriers. The, you know the people burying. <laughs> well, Oscar may be asking a wrong person. The religion I believe in, uh, we do believe that uh, there is no insha'Allah when we talk about death. Insha'Allah means God willing. God willed a long time ago, before we were even born, that we will die. It is haq, as we say in Arabic. And, and, and I, I, I listened to my sister Namfuka here saying so-and-so, so-and-so is rumored. So. We could go on and on and on. Sekavaka Mutesa II, isn't it rumored that he was also poisoned? Isn't it so? Mm. 
so some of big people when they die they just don't die and i'm telling you if mandela was not uh, 89 90, what, 91 95 he would also have been poisoned so to me it is not surprising but some of us who were friends of Jacob, I, I can't say I was very close, but he was my good friend. And for many years, uh, as I, I was telling the house, I've known him for 34 years. 34 years, I don't know where Chiwanda was 35 years ago, but he must have been somewhere in primary. Uh, but, but I've known, that's the period I've known online, and quite closely, quite, quite closely. Uh, from the days we are leaving the JRC, the Giddy Representative Council, I competed for speakership. I lost to a very strong The next person to compete for the same was Olanya, and he beat Adolf Mwesije. Uh, for all that time, we've been together and so on. Sorry? You competed for? Speakership. Giddy Speakership. Yeah. I competed the year before, and I was beaten by Evariston Ngavo, who died on the invasion of Rwanda in the first three days. He was in Rwanda. Then the next elections, uh, Olanya competed with Adolf, our Adolf, now the clerk to parliament, the former minister of defense. So we've known each other for a long time. But everybody knows that the last three years, Olanya has been sick. And, and I don't know why people really are trying to say, you see, they bring in poison and poison, and they really don't talk about the last three years, unless you have not been good friends with Jacob. We don't want to say some of these things, I'm sorry, but we all knew that Jacob has been sick the last three years. And if it's about cancer, by the, by the time it is diagnosed in Africa, somehow it is at, at a certain stage, because people don't seek medical checkups in time. Oscar, and everybody saw Olanya deteriorating. He's talking about that, that, that darkness. We knew it long ago. We knew it long ago. Olanya was, was operated, I don't know how many times, twice or three times, actually three times. From 2018. Yes. 2018. So really, Olanya's health was deteriorating the last three, four years. And there is medical evidence. There is proof. The doctors who have been attending to him attest to it. We all knew the hospitals he was attending. We all knew he flew to Germany. We all knew he flew to Dubai. We all knew he was in the Malago Cancer Institute. All that we know. And it is there. And, and you, you, you can blame a chain of all things. But she's a girl of integrity. Jenna Chen. And she was speaking professionally. At each and every moment, she was required to uh, explain as the Minister of Health. And I can tell you, she was also a good friend of Jacob. Very good friend. And you know, Jacob was not an actual anyway. Jacob was a Langi. Yes. He was, he was, his mother is Actually, his father is uh, uh, we live in a patriarchal society, you know. So he that, that uh, I know you recall, you call even me, you now call me what? My At that point, you're about to call me a muchotara, <laughs> even with my dark color. So to me, 
Jacob was even Elangi, and 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 and, and, and Ross is also what Elangi, and I could see how Ross supported Jacob even during the what the last elections and so on. So they are even closer as individuals. I I I I am inclined to believe Dr. Ross Hachen because she has spoken properly. She has documents. She, she was there at each and every time. And, and she knows this. I, I don't want to believe uh, Godfrey Chiwanda or whatever he was told. Because that is purely what you would call rumor mongering. Uh, and, and with due respect to my friend Godfrey. Godfrey is a close friend of mine, by the way. Yeah. We, 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 we've, been, we've known also each other for a long time. Uh, <laughs> so to me, my view is, yes, our friend had a heresy challenge. The professionals have proved it. There is no good hospital which he did not go to, and he was not seeking medical attention for poison. He was seeking medical attention for cancer. Why do, uh, yeah, why, why do we now, uh, why do we now go to, uh, to, to what we call some wide goose chase and start chasing a poison which poison, who poison, and so on. Really, we have to accept that death is real. It will come. Uh, and I'm sure even if it were me, maybe my mother would say, these people have poisoned my son. It's possible. If you're a parent at that age, because where I come from, we believe parents should be burying it. Should, uh, the children should be burying parents first. Now, when you start burying your own children, you are confused. And, uh, but also... Sometimes patients have a problem, uh, Godfrey Chwanda. We, 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 we lie to ourselves about the reality. Denial. Denial. We live in self-denial. Many patients do, especially for big, big diseases like this. It is not possible. Maybe I was poisoned. Then you have this, what is the English word? Paranoia? Paranoid? You become uh, paranoia. So you become paranoid. I think I was, you know, for, okay, we, we, I'm the same age with the cartoon, but now the man is here. Why me? Maybe somehow I was poisoned. It happens, and these are real things. So my own view is Jacob should rest in peace. This thing which I hear Chiwana and other people talk about yesterday, oh, the windy did, oh, I saw some even members. Well, I, uh, my knowledge on African witchcraft, superstition, spirits, um, we, we, all those uh, is as good as aeronautical science. In him, is as good they as believe what? in those things. No, but... Okay, I but to me... I have seen the president coming yeah. to Nambole to meet with doctors. Okay. Uh, as, okay, whatever as, it is, as Oscar. Oscar. Me, my knowledge of those things is as good as my knowledge yeah, on aeronautical science. Mm. Meaning is zero. Mm. So but this other thing, really to me, let's this man, his time has come. He died. Let his soul rest in peace. We will miss him. Other than now going into who did this, nobody is saying there is uh, even for example. If I'm what, uh, and I don't think this is a dying declaration because dying declaration is really at the tail end of it. No, but he was at the tail end when he told the father. Yeah? No, we don't know when he told the father. Yeah. Uh, but now, like when he told uh, as Kiwanda. But let me tell you one thing, you see, if it were possible that it is true has been poisoned and is confiding somebody, 
he will say yes it seems but these are the possible points of what of poison then he would start from there other than that that someone said he, he was poisoned and he, he leaves it there then it leaves mm. us in, in you know in a very a, a idle talk Really, yeah. I don't talk. Yeah. And really, the country should be saved this let's, I don't talk. Let's, let's start with Joachim and then I come back to you. Okay. So, veteran journalist uh, Joachim Buembo, you, you, the witness has been thrown out <laughs> by, by the MPs. Um, and, and, you know, this, this tent blowing, both the gentlemen, uh, the legal, the lawmakers, both support uh, Arsenal and they probably need that wind blowing tents could help their team blow the ball in. <laughs> so, we shall ask Brent. We shall ask Brent. <laughs> he supports the chess. No. <laughs> yes, Joachim. Yes. Um, I think we should be looking at the way forward. And it is really surprising that in our country, every day, every year, these honorables, they receive an item. There's a mention that ritual during uh, budgeting time. National Health Insurance Fund, something like that. Mm. And uh, I think they, know they should they have to talk about it, then they move on. Someone says, oh, there isn't enough money, so we shall look at it next year. <laughs> now, please, uh, Oscar. The health experts in this country and those who handle our macroeconomy, what I'm going to say, they know, but let your audience know that health is a development issue. Now we are talking about the parish development model. I don't know those who have read it if there is a big focus on health at the parish level. However, so how are you, you are going to develop people when they are sick? Or are sick people going to help you to, to work on development? Let your audience know that uh, civilized people are not supposed to dig in their pocket whenever they fall sick. To spend on treatment uh, and then you go into your pocket, it means you are interfering with your development plan. Everybody should have some kind of plan on how they are going to develop themselves. And it comes from savings. Now, if your child falls sick on the, is it 10th today? You can't say, I'll wait on until 30th. 9th. 9th. Mm. When, uh, when I get my salary on Paycheck. 30th mm. and take this child to hospital. No. You, if you wait, now it's a little temperature. Tomorrow it is conversions. The next day you are talking about barrier arrangements. So you have well. to spend... Now, you have to go into your savings. Of course, many people in Uganda don't have savings. I also don't have savings. So, if you don't have savings, then you might have to borrow. You can't say, I will not treat my child until I have got enough savings. Or that this man <laughs> gave me as a yoga. He's a fame yoga. Can you say you know the people of NSSF tell us that uh, this money you say because you have a problem, you want your access early enough. It, it is meant for when you are no longer working and you are 55 plus. It is not for investment. It's not insurance. So can you wait? Anyway, they lost the argument. But I think we should get these things in 
perspective. So, everyone should have health insurance. Poor people like me spend about one and a half million a year, uh, which is 120,000 a month, to ensure that when this thing strikes you, you can insure it up to maybe 50 million. So, I do not know how our VIPs, uh, why they did not take out insurance, yet they are the ones who, who should guide us. When you look at the monies that we spend, what's the worth of your cover? Five million. We pay five million. Oh, you pay five million. Yes, we pay five million. Covers every year. Yes. Okay. And it covers you to what? A six. Six. Yeah, Five people. Five people. Covers yeah. five people. But yes. what extent? How, how much? Like 400 million? 500 million? How much no, depending on uh, they categorize mm -hmm. it. The provider, if it is I, it covers to a certain extent, all those, mm -hmm. and so it's quite detailed. Um, well, so it's not general coverage. Mm -hmm. Admission covers up to how much? Not depending it's on what to be not Evacuation to another country? It doesn't. No, it doesn't. So, mm. so the long and short of this is, uh, I do not know why we do not, the amount of money we pay for one person maybe to go abroad, why it's just not distributed and paid out for the VIPs. We can easily afford, say, 10, 20 billion for the VIPs because they are VIP. Mm -hmm. And for their insurance, so that each, you know, each of them can be treated up to maybe a million, half a million dollars when they fall sick. And we don't have to, like, Kuisa Kabo, you know? How do we help this one? Mm. But mm. how about the farmers now? Ca can we provide for one million? The specialized mm. hospital that is. Yeah. Uh, that, yes, sir. we should go into that one. Okay. Uh, let, let him first finish his comments. Yeah. Okay, let's put it this way. Yeah. All of you people here have cars which, for which you pay third-party insurance, whether you like it Minimum. or not. Mm. Huh? Now, the same government can make it a requirement of, for people to... By the way, what does that money do? Yes. If there are a million cars in this country and the smallest pays 75,000? Yes. What does it do? Whenever people have a scratch, they start quarreling, they want to fight, and... Those who pay the, the premium know what, they, <laughs> what it covers. Let's have uh, Chiwanda conclude on, on this story. Or maybe final sentence. My final is, we can say... My suggestion is, in, before any parish gets onto that thing of the parish development model, they should show proof that they have an insurance for all families in that parish. Everybody should pay a, maybe 10000 or whatever, so that we stop this running around desperate when somebody falls sick. Well spoken. In, mm. in conclusion, uh, in you've conclusion, heard from your fellow legislators. Yeah. In conclusion, mm. uh, Madam Namfka, in conclusion, uh, I love the name. <laughs> uh, Nafka is a very nice name. It's Sengeye clan. One, um, I asked myself, of Ma course, after 
Mm. When Jacobo shared with me this, said, I'm not a medical doctor. <laughs> Jacobo is surrounded with all medical doctors. By the way, leave alone Honorable John Luther Cheng. But the former minister, Christine, was a very close friend. Yeah. Was a very, very good uh, former minister of Christine health. Christine who? Christine um, Andoa. Yes, very close friend to Jacobo. So even when he shared him with me, I said, no. Of course, he has even better doctors uh, who can actually examine this. Uh, even Christian. Uh -huh. The story was that she had been poisoned. So, so mine was that um, we, we, when we look at the dad, when we look at the father, we shouldn't just look at this old man and we think he's just cooking his own thing. So you believe? Yeah. No, no, no. The old man, the old man, the, the dad now, the dad in the village, he might also have had us that yeah, woman. Do you believe no. yourself? First of do all, you believe I did that Jacob in was that because was I had told Jacob before, for over three, four years. Mm -hmm. Leave alone, leave alone Jacob. Yes. Yeah. Leave alone what, what Abub is saying. Because that's what I began with. Because I had visited him. I'd seen him in hospitals. I've seen him home. Actually, I remember the date when he called me when I was going to Serere. It was 12th of, of December. And he couldn't even go down. And very few parliamentarians who knew this. Of course, some people thought that he was out of the country. But he lived so much in denial. That was also another thing on my brother. He lived so much in denial. And um, I, 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 and I, I don't know. I think as Africans, we need also to work on this. Why? Why should we be like this? Because at times when we are sick, of course, um, we live. Uh, we we the, such things can be attended to, and we can even be healed if we don't so live so. And it's, uh, it's about the, a characteristics of men. At times, women try. If you, for example, Oscar, today uh, they don't. Today, if you ask in this studio. The lady, the ladies here, uh, they might be telling you about their HIV status, but if you take us out there, so, for, <laughs> for, a, for a test now. <laughs> so now, the, uh -huh, the, but the ladies, they will be very free to go for um, to know to have that. So it's a it's a lesson. Uh, Zabdu was saying that. Um, Oh uh, yes, in Africa. But the problem is that you are a big person. You Jacob, you Abdu, um, Semuju, Chiwanda, anything that you live with. If you leave a lot of suspicion, you are creating a lot of problems for us. But um, the good thing is that uh, my brother died from very known hospital. The history is known. So even anything that is needed can be brought to book and the dad should be convinced and should, he should see. And of course, the brother, even the way the brother was talking yesterday, it was really having a, a lot of anger. And I think this should be, um, be, uh, be quenched, of course, with information. Finally, uh, no, it's, finally, it's not an no, no. arrest, As you're but saying, uh, finally, finally mm. it's the health system. Yeah, we're going to discuss that after the yeah. break. Oh, we'll discuss it after the break. I, I wanted uh, to send it. After the break, we'll get into that. Oh, yeah, okay. You see, for me, the, 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 the biggest revelation the that was made and by Honorable uh, Ruth Cheng, and unfortunately, it has not been picked for discussion, was that uh, 
Oranya's body, uh, his bone marrow, had been disabled as a result of shooting, shooting at Makerere. And that's what the minister told Parliament, that the, body, the bone marrow lacked something and it was responsible for generating, did she say, red cell something? Yes, because mm -hmm. they used them uh, of course, for her politely. No, you see, during that strike, he had a problem. He was beaten up. And they uh, affected his spleen. And the spleen was removed. So he lacked the spleen. Beaten by police. Whoever, I don't know. That's, that's the thing you know. wanted to put in. Yeah, you know. So, they... the, the, so for me, Oscar, mm. those of us who have been beaten by he police, spleenless, um, <clears throat> shot at by this yes. government, I think we need an investigation and maybe to sponsor some medical checkup. People who have suffered uh, at the hands of police and military. Because the, the, the Minister for Health. Spleen, you would know they would have cut. No, no, maybe they mean, I, I, I mean, may have a the, the, the effect does not necessarily have to be that, it can be some other thing. So I think the next big thing that this country needs to do is to go and check people who have been beaten by the state who have been shot at by the military and... Because that's what Luther Cheng told the parliament, mm -hmm. that uh, in Morago they are struggling to stabilize and the guys. Dr. Cheng was just being a professional. She, she, she was like, all the possibilities. She put everything... No, this was not a possibility. Yeah, she said a this happened. and so on. Really, to me, the best that... Listen, happened to DC or anything was Rosa Chen. Listeners, for discussion on she's the we have someone has sent me a headline from August 4th, 2021. The Observer newspaper Museveni probes Olanya poisoning. poisoning. Yeah, but some newspaper headline by uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> headline was probed by the president. Now, we're going to stop for a break, and I'd like you to make one little announcement before we stop for a break, and then after the break, we shall continue talking about their health care. No, but you see, you can't discount rumors because the, the, many times they are true. We, stopping for a break. But now, before we stop for a break... Um, before we stop for the break, I've been requested to apologize for my utterances last week. And... Um, Thank you. Thanks for the apology. Capital Gang on 91.3 Capital FM. Welcome back from the break. Uh, just uh, uh, now, if you finish the apology, please. You, you are next. <laughs> but for you, so if you are to still apologize, so, you to take a full hour. Sometimes we derive from obtaining circumstances, observations, in observations, which when we describe them are not as always understood the same way as everyone. So, as such, uh, my words in the last. Um, Weeks gang may have offended someone. They were never intended to do that. They were intended to be just factual. But if they offended someone, I would like to apologize to them. Yeah. So, just you are saying, if 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 uh, Semuju is going to apologize, he would need an hour. First of all, Semuju, if he is to apologize, listen to him. He says, if you apologize, you would need. An if you are to. If you are telling somebody to apologize, you need a two hours of capital gang here. Of so apology. Apologies. Apologies after apologies. But uh, then you need an apology for that. So, Honorable Chuan, anyway, we, it was we, about health now. Yes. 
healthcare. Healthcare. We dis- we've been discussing the issue of healthcare for some time. At a certain time, of course, uh, we talked about um, having any health insurance, all, all this. But the president was very emphatic on this. In the cabinet, when I was still in the cabinet, I say, you people, let's just improve on the health facilities from the rural areas. From health center one, you know we have what we call a health center one, which is headed by a village health team, which is VHTO. May I have them in my village? You go to a parish where you have a health center too. By now, I think, of course, we were trying to phase out the health center twos on, uh, in parishes, because, but in some, some, some areas, health center twos are still existing. Particularly in my constituency. In Chico, we have, have health center three, and uh, the Rotary Club in Chico is going. also helping us. Yes. Yes, health center tools are there. Honorable, honorable yes. Samuji, stop heckling. Yes. Stop heckling. No, your, your time my, is on my village at Chikunya, I have a health center too at Kajoji. In my parish in Amigavu, I have a health center too. No, 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 no. Funded by government of Uganda. Because in a sub county, there is only a health center, center three. And our target was to make sure that at least in every after five kilometers, there's a health facility, either by private or by government. And our emphasis as government now is a health center three. We need to have enough staff. What do you put in the health center three? Yes, at health center three, you have a maternity. At maternity ward. Maternity mm. ward. We are, women can attend at Nento and they can also deliver from a health center three. We have a theater. No, no, we don't have a theater. A theater is at a health center four. And of course, if a lady, of course, normally we, when we were growing up, we'd, People normally used to go for theaters. Basically, people wanted to go for Sicilian, and they cannot be operated upon in a health center three. So those ones are to pushed to a health center four. So that means it's very important for a woman to visit the health centers because the doctors will be, will be able to tell that we'll be able to produce normally or you need a Sicilian. So definitely. I, I will visit the, so the hours in Chigo. In a health center three. Uh, yes. After a health center on, three, on then my Sunday health, walk tomorrow and then give a report. Then we go to a health center for every constituency of this country. Maybe about 90% of the constituencies have now what we call a health center for. At a health center for, you have a doctor, a resident doctor. At a health center for, you have, of course, uh, a maternity ward. At a health center for, you have, um, uh, you have a theater. Just to operate simple uh, operations, of course, they may well, not be able to Chihuahua, People in yes. Mitiana are listening to you yes, saying these things. This is now they what I'm saying. To you now. Yes. As I'm saying this. Of, uh, now, Central. for you who are listening to me from Mitiana, North United, Chantungo, mm. that's why you have at Health, health Center 4. And if they are ill, you're saying this. In, in Chikandwa, Sabukaunto, Health Center 3. In Kalangal, you have Chamuse Health Center 3. In Buleda, you have, you have Buleda Health Center 3. This one feeds to Health Center 4 at a constituency level. Mm. After a constituency level, every district now has a district hospital, apart from few. The new district. I don't know whether Bugwere has already got a, a, a district hospital, but uh, but most of the districts, most of the district now they have what we call a district hospital. Of course, at the district hospital, you have more facilities where we have even we should even be having an ambulance. Even now, of course, some hospitals have been built. Some are refer- yes. Then after district hospital, then you got the regional referral. In areas like in areas like Mitiana, Movende, regional referral is in Movende. In areas like Jinja, River, Jinja is a regional referral. Kayunga is a regional referral. Uh-huh. Uh, then after all this, then you come to, you come to the national referral. Now, why, why, am I, why am I saying all this? 
next because yes one we thought that now it would be you probably could be having an health insurance if it's a discussion probably members of parliament can say the call instead of having this let's have an health insurance so that each one of you have a card so we thought let's provide universal health facilities in villages in parishes in sub counties of course as honorable uh, katuntu was trying to was saying that health centers tools and all of course it as governments are plan after facilities at the health center three fully that they've been facilitated fully one now to go to the parish level but i want to tell the ugandans that as of course we still have challenges but of course even with the best hospitals of the world where my brother jacob was treated from if god has decided to go you go so it doesn't mean that if you have health facilities right. ugandans will not be will not die actually you may not even be satisfied most of the poor have been flown out of this country and have been treated out of africa actually are the, are the most unsatisfied one yesterday i was listening to i was listening to the right no, no the the chief justice said now how i take my brother to the most expensive hospital and he doesn't i don't bring him back i mean others go and come back that means even even after being attended to in a very um very professional hospitals like that of course somebody cannot be satisfied i want to tell you ganans that as government we may not of course having achieved 100% but as national resistance movement on the issues of, of health definitely we've done a lot i've grown up in the village i grew up when you could not even access house facility at sub county today in my village yeah that yes yeah, true 20 years ago but we are we are this is not like bible uh, uh, it's not like a creation story where god just says let there be and it happens yes it's not about mediocrity my sister and of course that uh, the mediocrity you're talking about the ugandans have appreciated that government for the last 36 years so you are also calling ugandans mediocrity so the, the issue is that uh, <laughs> they've appreciated the service and that's why we have voted year in and year out because people actually ugandans understand the challenge the way i've come from and to me i know i'm not yet satisfied uh, to to say now we are at that point mm. but i know we are moving and in a positive direction okay. um i have a big germano your friend he says uh, the uganda cancer institute was on its deathbed for 40 years till uh, engineer epak died there uh, but, but before he died fellow mps visited him and were horrified by the state of a national cancer referral and he hopes that things are going to change now Uh, the good doctor that we sometimes host here from uh, used to be executive uh, general secretary he says the presentation so far is from senior bwembo health financing through insurance is simply an emergency right now uh, and then he says you can live without a spleen bits uh, bit functions are taken up by other organs especially liver and bone marrow however when your immunity is challenged you are at a disadvantage compared to ones with one So health insurance the right way to go What are the issues How much money are you putting in the health sector Period don't don't, don't go into this kwata please 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 don't don't you don't know people for nothing <laughs> because because I I was privileged at the beginning of this term to chair the covid committee I, I produced a report We went to each and every sub county 
and, and assess the entire health facility. Let us look at what you are saying, health center two. What human resource is at health center two? And what sort of ailment can be handled at health center two? Oh, what ailment can be handled by a village health team? Ah, please, 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 please. You see, we are talking about first aid you, 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 you know, you, you need. What, what drugs are at, at health center to, other than a painkiller? Because they don't have qualified personnel, human resource, to prescribe a drug. Because one, people must go through, for example, Oscar, basic things of, of, of diagnosis. So, do you have a laboratory at health center too? So what are you treating? No. Other than the building there and somebody. You see, you don't know when somebody says it's like this, is like this, whether it is typhoid, whether it's malaria, whether it is some other ailment, and you go there. And the biggest problem we have, because malaria is such a complicated disease, you'll find somebody, a nurse, a disabled nurse, and is prescribing a malaria drug. At the head center too, meaning you're actually killing the patient because it's possible it's not malaria. So until you reach a, a, a center where, first of all, they have to diagnose. You need the diagnostic unit there to diagnose what you are suffering from. And then they prescribe the correct drug. And that correct drug should be available. That's when you talk about facilities. Don't, don't celebrate about buildings. There is a building here called the health center too, and so on. Oscar, what we call a medical unit is about two things, medicine and human resource. How many, nurse, how many doctors do you have or medical officers do you have and at what level? And do we have resources to recruit all the doctors we need, medical doctors we need, the laboratory technicians we need up to those levels, we don't. What is our health budget and training? I was telling you the other day that in the whole of northern Uganda, there is no CT scan. The entire northern Uganda, they had just got one in, in Oyam, there's a, a, is it a tapara, one, uh, but they didn't even installed it. What, CT scan in the whole region. And the whole middle, middle from Karamoja, you go to Lango, you come to Acholi, you go to West Nile. J just go and t whether consult gynecologist or this guy of, uh, of the kids, obstetrician, or this one of the bone, uh, uh, those are the bones. Eh? pediatrics and so on. Where are they? So really, my brother Godfrey, we need to invest in the health services. The sort of money we are putting there is just, <laughs> we are just joking. And we don't have to start celebrating buildings. Small little buildings we put in the villages, and then they say, your health center what? Just go there and see if you have got even a nurse in that place. A qualified nurse. You I don't have them. Chigo. I has two, two of them. Huh? Mm. We have to recruit, we have to train, and we have to retain. And to retain means you must pay. 
you must pay. Even in the big hospitals like here, people go to Nakasero. Why wouldn't I go to a public hospital if all the facilities are there? But because you find that maybe in a public hospitals, they cannot pay the best, so we end up going to Nakasero and pay fortunes. Mm -hmm. We need money. Mr. Mr. Chuwanda, especially you at cabinet or your second level, to say, look, we need to vote money for the health sector. Mm -hmm. But before we start off this small little, you know, appeasement. Honorable mm -hmm. Samuel, mm -hmm. what do you have in Chazang? <laughs> Chazang has remained more or less the same. So. We have banana gardens where mm. women go to deliver. In fact, Medei Palace has sent a, uh, in Palace has sent a message saying, Honorable Chiwanda, you're just annoying us. It has been pathetic for 30 years. Mm. I said, I've answered the question. Mm. But in Chazanga, the banana gardens are there where women go to deliver. No, oh, look at how you've turned out. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, but mm. uh, of course, women die there. Mm. They, they, they die? The, the maternity mortality <laughs> rate has really improved in Uganda. Very few women are dying right no, now. That, that, that's a fact. In, in the world, yes, but in Uganda as well. Men of the... gone. Men of the things in Uganda mm. are not recorded. Mm. Births are not recorded. We only register if it is a requirement either in school or you are traveling or you are looking for a job. But people are not registered. So these incidents that happen in most of the rural areas, so these statistics is just an estimation. For me, in the village where I was born, things have not changed. People are still delivering the same way they were delivering before I was born, and the Chiwandas will not record them. Oscar, last, uh, last year, there was a, a, a cabinet retreat to discuss the performance of government. There is a unit now, uh, which I referred to when we were discussing, uh, I don't know whether it was held that time, government performance report, a unit that Dr. Suruma, Ezra Suruma, heads in the office of the Prime Minister. In his presentation, Dr. Suruma, to cabinet in a retreat to discuss government performance, he said, and I want to quote him, only 30% of patients are satisfied with the medical services. And Dr. Suruma concluded that particular section by saying there is a need for humility at all levels. We need to learn how to improve service delivery. This is during the consideration of government performance report last year. So this is how government assessed itself. So you can have a member of SEC uh, inviting the country to celebrate that things are better, uh, better than they were when Mwanga too was a, was a king. And, and that's how they outside, but internally, they know things are not going on well. I've spoke about personnel. In a, a Minister of Health's report to Parliament, they said they don't have 35% personnel because their target was uh, approved, actually, not the target. Approved was 77,000. They have about um, 50,000. So everything that they are supposed to have, they don't have. But uh, seven has learned how to excite the country. If people are poor, you approve money to go to each village, um, sub-county. Now each sub-county will get 17 million under 
uh, each parish will get 17 million okay. under parish model and says, okay, you wait, your money is coming. So everybody, so we're just sharing the pain. So he doesn't want the pain to be centralized in Kampala. So the pain must reach you. And, and that's how he deals with it. Um, and for me, I don't think that is even his focus. Um, because I, I was in Morago just uh, about uh, two weeks ago. We passed a loan of 100 million shillings to go and renovate Morago. And that's how they opened up uh, this hospital near Gawa, Chirudu, and Kawempe, and said people should go there as we improve on Morago. I want now to wonder, you, tell you, me... You were happy with Mulago in COVID time? Um, yes, I was. But the only reason I was happy was because... You treated your mother. No, was because oh, in, in, was because in, in, in private facilities, it was worse. So Mulago was better than... It's not because Mulago was the best, but at least I confirmed and I want to... Com it was better than the private facilities that we are looking for money. Because where I went first, every day you are paying $3 million and for no treatment. But don't take me there, Oscar, I'll lose the point. So the point is, <laughs> we passed a loan of 100 million shilling. Dollars. Yes, to go 100 million dollars to go and improve Marago. I did not see the improvement. And it's almost now more than five years ago since that innovation started and patients were asked to go to Chirudu and Kawembe. No, Oscar, maybe, maybe you, I go and seek treatment there, I would do. Me, I'm not talking about visiting. And I, in the last uh, three months, I have taken there two people. I have gone even to the Heart Institute itself. Mm. And on the day I arrived with my brother, there was only Dr. Namukasa attending to each and every person arriving. Mm. Only one doctor, Namukasa. That is the Heart Institute. The senior doctors are also the ones teaching. They are not there. I, and I, I was in the private wing. Yes, I was in the private wing just about uh, 10 days ago. And it is worse than what it was before the renovation. And, and I want to confirm. Because I'm seeing, I go through the experience. I go to Morocco because it has the best medical personnel in Uganda. But they are not facilitated to do their work. Mm. And even the, the money that they requisition to go and improve, I don't see the improvement. At the gate, they have improved. At the entrance, you can see, uh, you can see the improvement. Equipment, how do we still go out? Some equipment, you still go out. The drugs you still go out, even in the private wing, you, you still go out to buy drugs from Morago for almost every prescription you get out. And that is the national referral hospital classified as the highest. So the will to make things happen is not there. Oscar, President M7 was at a hospital in India with his wife. And the owner of the hospital, a professor, flew back on a presidential jet with the President M7 and slept in State House in Tebe. And they gave him that land of Ruboa. Then he went to mobilize capital. The wife called and said, sorry, the technical people have given the land to Japanese. Later on, the, the land is given to Pinet, this Italian, who runs a shop, a furniture shop. Someone who went to India and, and saw those facilities and you admired them and said, let me have one in Uganda. And that's the mess that you end up with. Jakaya Chikwete visited. He came back with the same professor. There is now a Jakaya Chikwete Heart Institute in Tanzania in Dar es Salaam. So this, this, this is what people do. But here I think Mr. M7 thinks about 
he he wakes up and goes to sleep thinking about another day in power and that's why he surrounds himself with people he keeps laughing at himself when he came to address parliament he said you leave my fishermen so that's the human resource he has assembled i mean if you if you have the sort of people that he has to run the government will he be motivated to have the, the best personnel and best equipment in health facilities the, 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 so we can we can lament and lament but with seven in power things can only get worse and let, let, let every me, year we spend we, we spend 240 billion shilling 240 billion well. shilling flying vips for treatment every year mm -hmm. and he said you see we should stop it now this man we give to this woman for uh in in nine months there will be a facility there Nancy, you're on microphone. I, I don't know. Uh, Onobachi Wanda will make uh, Semuju apologize. Yeah. On the facility has, in Lugua? I, I couldn't get in, as, as uh, Moses said. Did you ask so, nicely? Did you go with some government power? Or you can go with Chiwanda this weekend to the Lugua. To, to, Lugua side to see how we are mm -hmm. doing there. Now, now it's your turn to so present, Nancy. Oscar, we have countries around us who have introduced um, community health systems. That's where we are taking our VIP. Uh -huh. You know, it is sad to see VIP after VIP after VIP dying in a foreign country. And like someone po pointed out, you want to die home if it comes to that, surrounded by your loved ones, having a chance to talk to them and say your final words. And yet the Chiwandas here wake up every day to make a decision to return the status quo because they can die abroad. You know, imagine the inconvenience of having to be uh, to, at, at your worst, very weak, wheeled outside, out, out of hospital, and then dragged to a foreign country where you know nobody. Because most of these, these leaders, unfortunately, even the MPs cannot afford to fly their loved ones there to look after them yeah. or to even we, be there at the last afford. moment. Because you see, MPs, Yes, they may, they may be looting all, all the time and giving themselves free money all the time, and yet they still can't afford some of these things. They're not rich enough to afford some of these things. We have countries around us like Rwanda, like Tanzania, who have introduced certain community-based insurances, which are voluntary. Because you're not going to force Ugandans to give you money, the health insurance. And uh, I, I totally agree with Mr. Bombo here when he says that we need some form of insurance. It is actually critical at this point. But I, I, I draw the line at forcing us to pay for this insurance. Let us pay for it because of its merits. Because I know one of the things that is going to happen is one of these big wigs is going to steal the money that we collect in that insurance. So once we see that the insurance is working, we will pay for it. You know, uh, Abdul here was talking about a city scan, no city scan in northern Uganda. Do you know what that says? Not only has government not prioritized it, to give it to them, but also the private sector doesn't see the business sense in putting their one. An indictment on the whole community that says that this whole community is too impoverished to afford something like that. And who is to blame for that? You know, every time someone mentioned that Olanya was a national hero, he, uh, a national hero, I kept asking for doing what? What has he done for the nation for us to celebrate him? Yes, his community can celebrate him. They have their reasons. But the rest of us as a nation, if he couldn't get a city scan in northern Uganda for all the years that he was in power, at the helm of power, what is there to celebrate about him? They, what I'm saying they, is mm. we have examples around us, Oscar, 
of health insurance, community insurance, national insurance systems, uh, um, policies that are working. So we can draw from one of them. Where the community, because Ministry of Health will tell you, we don't have the money for what you're proposing. We don't have the money to improve the health center force from just being buildings to having properly trained health professionals running them. If you've been to a health insurer, uh, to, to one of those centers, health center for, I was one, I was in one in Kangulumira because one of my grannies was there. And even the beds couldn't be in a straight line. Even the, the grass was overgrown. There was, and this attracts mosquitoes. There was, the, the, the center wasn't cleaned. And there was nothing. Literally, she had diabetes, and she, they kept on giving her Panadol because that was the only drug that was there. So my point being, if you give me an option to pay for that granny, 100,000 shillings, which they pay in Tanzania, and in return for that, she will get proper diabetic drugs every time she gets an attack, then most of the Ugandans will take up that, especially if it's seen to work in its, its, in its first years. And then the rest of it is these parliamentarians getting together and having common sense. Chiwanda, next time you're sick, we are going to drag you to Nairobi, and at that point... By the way, Ian Clark has written an article that it is demoralizing yeah. even for the healthcare system yes. for people to be taken to Nairobi to be treated by Ugandans, but the, most of the work in Nairobi can be done here. Can be done here. According in fact, to some, of the, the the drugs that uh, some of the doctors we are not that you find Dr. Musoke, the they, medical they, they personnel. Yes. We're not paying. No, we have a rotten system, a rotten medical system. And that is why that medical personnel, who some of which are Ugandans, even in South Africa, people go there to be treated by doctors who are Ugandan doctors. And why are they in South Africa and in Cape? Because the health systems there are a bit better than what we have here. So it's overhauling the whole system and putting in place policies that work. But one of the, the, the bottlenecks that we have is the funding. Because when you're overhauling a health system, you're going to find a pushback against funding. So we have to, to change our priorities from the massive security budget that we have to build army camp after army camp to maybe divert some of those funds to health and then start a proper nationwide community health fund, which we, we can... How mm. much of it we are supposed to pay? Like 15% of the budget yeah. should go towards health. That is an SDG or something along those lines. Yes. Mm. I don't know how much is going towards try, health. Try, try to find it. And you'll see how much we are spending now of our GDP. It's around less than four and yet, under the Maputo Declaration, it should have been around 9-10%. Yeah, but then, Oscar, even if the public itself contributed even 100,000, each member of the public, to a health fund, we would be able to afford to do these things. But you see, we, we have to make sure that that money is not siphoned or stolen by government <coughs> officials. Okay, uh, you started, you, you have a comment to make on this? On yeah, you uh, uh, yes. Um, you know, when we talk so much about health insurance. I should also put it, the way they, they, I'll ask Nafuka to use examples of Chiwanda since Chiwanda is in the studio. So from Nafuka's submissions, by the time you finish your Chisanja as uh, vice chairman central, somewhere. will you have increased the uh, number of uh, CT scans in central region? But of course the people who appropriate are here. It is Honorable Abdul Katuntu and Honorable Ibrahim Semujunganda. Who allocate? Uh -huh. Those who allocate. Yes, we appropriate. So but what of those who allocate? Uh -huh. Where are they? Yes. Uh, that question. Uh, but, no, answer my question, yeah. Godfrey. What of those who allocate? Where are they? For us, we appropriate. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> mine, if you I, are I, vice I, chairman central, you mm. can decree that I want CT scans. Mm. No, it's a, um, I, I think our um, 
need for the whole facility is basically equipment, not just a CT scan. Mm. Uh, last time I almost lost one of the sisters, one of the health worker at uh, one of the health facility. She's, an, she's a nurse. She had malaria. But of course, as Abud was saying that she, of course, she had malaria and uh, she couldn't, even the fellow nurses could not treat her because she could, they could not um, diagnose it that it's malaria. So much you may be having the facility. So the issue is not just only CT scans. That's what I said. But we need to equip our health facilities. And my point here is that um, as we make an argument for this, mine, I'm not in... Yeah. I'm not in for the health insurance. One, because health insurance has more benefit for private facilities more than government. And because what... Go, go on. Uh, continue. I only have your microphone. Yes. On. To me, if we improve the health facilities for health center two to health center three, my, my grandpa in Chitotolo... Let him, let him first finish. He, no, no, you see him as the NRM representative here. And I'm only Whenever one. he speaks, you get interrupted. Let him yes. first finish. Let, let, he doesn't. He, let him first speak. Please let him speak. Let him, let him first speak. But you should also know that I mean, in my main experience, you didn't want your line of thought interrupted. Now you're interrupting yes. his. Yes, and he knows. He, uh, he knows, but not at a maiden speech. <laughs> In a suit. Yeah. Nanfi, let the man speak. Now, uh, the issue of health insurance, of course, um, versus the improvement in the host facilities of the country. To me, I would vote for more equipment, for more facilities at health center tools, at health centers at every stage, from parish to sub-county to constituency level to district of the region referral and referrals. Of course, when we talk about the Uruboa project, it was in good faith that we thought that most of the illnesses that why people are being thrown out of the country is because probably we lack the specialized kind of treatment. My wife had her last born last year. Uh, Veronica had her last not born. Last born eh? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, Veronica had her last born yesterday, but no, 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 last year in Mulago Specialized Hospital. Before we had our, our kids, we've been having them in different hospitals and basically private. But let me tell you, Nafka, we've been paying a lot of money without knowing. When we went to Mulago Specialized Hospital for Women, we paid much less, actually a quarter of the money that we were paying for other private hospitals. At times, there was a belief that actually our health centers are doing nothing. We, we just talked about my brother, Jacob. Jacob when Jacob wanted, was treated in Germany for the first time, he was supposed to go for another treatment, but he couldn't fly out because of COVID. Then he got in touch with the doctors, the Cancer Institute Mulago. But he was treated well up to even when COVID. So, it, it, and uh, actually when he went back to Germany, he said, yes, this is, this is the treatment. Even if you had come here, would have done the same. So, so why did he go to Germany? No, no, he, he, there, is, there is also a belief. Finish, please. There's mm -hmm. that kind of uh, belief that unless you don't have money, 
you, 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 those are the only people that can only be treated in Uganda. And, no, 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 not only him, but because there are very many Ugandans now who are out of the country. But actually, we only so get Nafka. Let, let him first finish what he's saying. He Go on, no, no, yes. no. Mm. let me tell you, Nafka, whether you're a speaker tomorrow or you, whether you're a minister. We're talking about health care system cannot, now. Mm. You, cannot, uh, you cannot be alone and think that you are going to change things just an overnight. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not actually possible. I know. You may need them in it. You know, we are all Ugandans. Nafka, I cannot say even if I can be, I can afford to go to, probably to Nairobi, and even at my status now, I may not. I'm no longer a member of parliament. That can only be afforded by money, but But let me tell you, I need also an improved health system in the country. So we are not in opposition over this. We are all, you know, uh, you know uh, scoring the same goal, only that it's just approach. So there's also a belief that our health system is actually typically and all dead. The one of Samuja has proved to you here. When, she took, when he took the mother to the hospital in Mulago, he couldn't believe that the, whole, the, 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 the private hospitals, which were making a lot of adverts and poor, were paying a lot of money. People were actually dying more in those hospitals. Mm. Exactly. So that means that uh, there is something there is something that you can build on. There is something that you can build on. And not only in a region, national revival, national revival, but even in Chazanga, even in, you know. Yeah, I don't think so, because it's built from, from there. When I, yes, I was in Masaka Rifaro, Dr. Dumba, there's a very good doctor, Dr. Dumba, one of the best doctors. He, well, of course, he will tell you, if you have this facility, you can do this. If you have this facility, you can do this. Now, Finally. Um, mm. they're flying out of people. Whether you've improved the facility or not, you will not stop that. Because they're right. Uh, Joachim, tomorrow, you, you, if Godfrey say no, oh, 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 we can fly out. Probably we believe that Nairobi can treat you better. Definitely people can try, can, can still fly. Can, but uh, we, we let's talk to somebody who cannot fly somebody out. Because you will not be able to step that. It's a right. Somebody said, yeah, I need to go to Germany. I need to go this way. I don't want us our, com our, connect, our conversation to just to be on that. Even if Robowa is complete, someone still opted to go to. Because there are very many other. Why do you think that somebody should go to, goes to Germany? Mm. And how many countries has he gone over? So really, it's just not because it's, not, it's just a trust and just that me, I need to be treated, okay. treated from here. So our emphasis for the program today, how do we improve on the health facility of this country? Okay. Even those who may not be able Thank to fly you, out, they can fly out. And my take yeah. on this is that this government of the National Resistance Movement has done all what it could. I know we've been having challenges, but as a person who has grown up in the village, I've seen how health facility has, was when I was growing up in the 80s, 86, 90, where I could not even access host facility at the Sabo County. Today, if I can access the minimum, at least at my parish, something at the Sabo County, what we need now is to improve on okay. that. And we are I, moving on positively. With that last comment, you should have seen uh, how Jacob Joachim Buembo is smiling at you. He's also uh, a veteran NRM person. <laughs> So he would be able to describe <laughs> the, how the facilities have changed. Um, uh, Joachim, since we have you here in these last few minutes, how do we, uh, uh, what's happening in Karamoja? 
Karamoja, where there is uh, an unfolding crisis there. Mm. I have a message here. I lost a cousin last year. There was no functional scanner at Iganga or Ginger. Rushed to Kirudu, where he died on arrival. Established from doctors at the time that there was no functioning CT scan machine anywhere in eastern Uganda. So it's not just northern Uganda. Oh dear. Uganda. And it comes from did, did your COVID committee miss out on these things? Yeah, um, we did. So yes, uh, a crisis escalating in Karamoja. Yeah, and uh, since Karamoja is northern Uganda, and we're talking of those city scans and so on, maybe I could uh, first uh, uh, say here this a quote which has been circulating a lot on social media, uh, purportedly attributed to Thomas Sankara, who was deploring a system which uh, provides champagne for a few instead of clean water for everybody. Maybe we should strive for that and uh, for the information of uh, Honorable Kiwanda, uh, health insurance does not exclude the development of facilities. If there is health insurance for everybody, it means you have 45 million Ugandans capable of uh, demanding services because it can be paid for. That would attract investment in uh, private investment in health everywhere. So Karamoja, if all the people in Karamoja can afford because of the insurance, then you'll have uh, fantastic places there rather than relying on, uh, what's it called, that place? There's a missionary hospital there anyway, which serves as a, a referral. Matani. 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 Mm. And even in Rukunjiri, we have just come from Rukunjiri, and I know there is no district hospital there. But there are those private not-for-profit. Mm. Yes, Rukunjiri doesn't have a district. So things are not good at all. Um, Kukaramoja. The problem in Karamoja, uh, for our audiences that may not know, they are about four, three, fourfold. You know, we are living in times of climate change. Already Karamoja was semi-arid. Now, when you have unreliable rainfall, it means uh, even the one planting season you could have had in a year, you will not have it. So the people are very hungry. Two, the disarmament, which we are very proud of having accomplished, uh, well, took away the, the means of defense for the ordinary people. Good. And we are all under the same law now regarding firearms. But then uh, there was not sufficient resp uh, alternative for them to enter into the other forms of production, of agricultural production. So the Karamojong, they are now losing their cows, their cattle because they can't defend, but then their capacity by, to, to enter into better arable agriculture is not there. And the problem is, um, those guys are not very strong, by the way. They are fierce and they can f kill, but to spend several hours digging in a garden, they can't do it. So they need the, they had started using ox-drawn plows. And, uh, but when the raiders come, they don't say, oh, that, that bull is for pulling a plow. Well, let's leave it. No. Yeah. So even the oxen, which should help. They have come for food. So there is terrible malnutrition. 
because even the milk is not there. And as well, now it is known, it's public, that uh, actually the cattle raiding in Akaramoja has nothing to do with the cultural reasons anymore for helping your son pay for many cows for a girl. No, 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 no. It is purely commercial and that those cattle is being eaten in Kampala, in Jinja, and so many places. Really? It's stolen cattle? Yeah, it's not mm. for expanding someone's crowd so that he can have more, mm. you know? No, 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 no. But, but you, you, you survived uh, an ambush when you were in Karamoja, presumably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you say disarmament has happened, so who's, who's, who's ambushing? Who's, okay. who's fighting? Government security is also recently, discovering something yeah, which is disturbing. Because there were some government officials that were also killed yeah. uh, last month. Mm. Government security is discovering something disturbing. Increasingly, the weapons which are captured from uh, the raiders are uh, not only standard guns from factories. There are a lot of homemade guns. The number really? of homemade guns mm. in Karamoja is increasing. And uh, because <laughs> if people need to fight somebody or to kill someone, actually, disarmament may not be very useful. You take away all your guns, but you still discover homemade ways of you killing people. As developed in technology that have started manufacturing guns. Yes, this is official. Is that so? These are official police reports that they are picture, increasingly finding they don't look like a gun, but they kill. <laughs> yeah. I think what's important is if they <laughs> get It is possible that actually maybe many of the guns they retired, they returned or they surrendered, they could have first removed uh, the essential yeah. firing mechanism. So, Joachim, we're, 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 we're running out of time, but yeah. in a sentence, what would you advise? What needs to be done now? Focused, focused investment in the livelihoods. of Kamar Deliver water for agriculture, for example. Water for agriculture. And uh, these, these, these are 1.2 million people in a lot of potentially very fertile land, but water, water, stabilized water supply. Mm. Abdul, Karamoja, a lot of people down south are not aware of this crisis. Yeah, because you know we are so consumed with the social media stories, and sometimes you need to write about what excites people, and that's what will find itself in the mainstream media and also social media now. But at some point, it was estimated that there was around 8,000 guns in Karamoja. And during the first disarmament, government said that they had the, ma managed to retrieve 60 from the communities. So you have 20,000 guns out there, and 20,000 guns are not few, uh, and, and, and it doesn't mean that the source from two divisions, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. And, and that does not mean that the source where they were getting these guns had been closed. It was still maybe supplying. And now Joachim is coming with another story, which I'm hearing for the first time, that actually even have homemade guns, or those which they had... Uh, uh, yeah, those which they had handed over, they had removed the rear system that fires and kills. So they have just refabricated and they still have the guns again. So what you need really is mobilization and getting these people away from uh, nomadism to have another 
permanent economic activity they can evolve in. You also have a big problem of land. You know, yes, <laughs> you know, three quarters of that land is actually not Karamajongo land. Three quarters of that land is government land. It's a game reserve. Three quarters of Karamoja is government land. Mm. Uh, and I think they, they don't have anything like a power to do whatever they would want to do with that land because it's not their land. So you have to resettle them. One, because I, I could see, really need to give uh, credit to government, these co-owners when they were there. You could see they built some schools, which up to now, when you go there, there are no, there are no pupils. Uh, yeah, you, they, yeah, there is a good primary school I've seen, and uh, they estimated maybe to have like three or four hundred uh, pupils, and, uh, and now they are not there. So, but the buildings are there. So, uh, you've, you've also had uh, health centers where they don't go to, but they put the uh, facility there. So, I, I think you need to do a lot of mobilization. But as you can realize, Oscar, the problem is not only about Uganda. It has involves the Turkana in what? Kenya. In Kenya. So it must be joined between Kenya and Uganda. And, and now, Kenya doesn't seem to be now preoccupied with their politics now because they are going for elections. This is not the biggest problem you have. Yeah. For us, it is the biggest problem we have. It's, it's really quite Thank complicated. Thank you, Abdul. Though, as, as I end... I, I think we don't need to to go to the extent we went last time because there was a lot of cries about human rights uh, records when they were disarming mm -hmm. the, the first lot. They need to handle it a little bit better. Namfi, did you know anything about all this? Uh, when Abdul was talking about social media news, in some ways he was looking at you. No, we so. also got some pictures coming from Karamoja where they were disarming some young men and, and uh, the army was, I think, kicking. So we have to be careful how we treat them, how we treat, uh, how we do this disarmament, because after all, it's government who gave them these guns. And, um, but for me, I think instead of creating alternative, yeah, that is the long term. Where it's, did they get from the guns? Uh, no, no, the guns, is, it, uh, most of it came from uh, Somalia, it came from uh, South Sudan, and so on. That, 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 long ago, they were given these guns so that they fight the Trukana, who had become a menace. So they, they, they to, yeah, at first, yes. Yeah. So, and that is why when they are disarming, to defend they themselves. to do it, yeah, peacefully, because they're the ones who facilitated them to defend themselves. But uh, at the time, there were protests to doing that, because I said the long-term repercussions of that is a group of people who's, um, who you cannot control owning guns. And that is what we are seeing here. But that said, we are where we are, and I think it's, if we are trying to disarm them, then instead of just sending the army, we have to send the army plus their plus government policymakers to sit with their leadership and find Karamajong best solutions to their problems. Because thus far, I think the problem we've had is government is finding solutions to the Karamajong problem using technocrats in Kampala. So if you want to find Karamajong solutions, sit with Karamajong elders and talk to them and they find their own Karamajong based because you can sit here and say they want water and dams. At first, they said they want literacy when the first lady was still, was still the minister for Karamoja. And she worked so hard to build schools in the region. Do you know what happened? 
trying to open the schools. Even on the opening day, they had to pick four students from the neighboring school, which had some students, to be students in this school which had opened. They re, they, then they changed the curriculum so that they mm. can start their studies at, at So you know, you know we, we were out of time. So you, for your me, advice is sit down with the elders. My advice is sit down with Karamajong elders and find Karamajong solutions, for uh, Karamajong-based solutions for Karamajong problems. Okay. Stop using technocrats and to, mm. to find what should be done for, for these people. What should be done about the crisis uh, rising in Kamoji? The crisis now is the fighting. Um, the, but, districts, but, uh, the districts uh, over... Buembo has described it even better. It's the livelihood. No. Mm. It, it, uh, Kamoji is not just the, the livelihood. Because the Warriors who are who about are, famine in Kamoji. The warriors who are in Teso. I don't think the reason they go to Teso with the guns is because of uh, rivalhoods, just because they think they have a right to cows wherever they exist. And that's why they are in Teso to correct them at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, th that, that problem. Yeah. It's not like they entitled to say we are picking our cows. No, so we, that, we, that problem. Two minutes, please. I don't mm. think it's going to be solved. Because, you see, uh, Joachim, we've borrowed money. I had opposed the loan going to Karamoja to grow food. Mm. And the reason I opposed it, we, uh, we went as a committee of parliament on national economy to see Karamoja and then come and make a recommendation to parliament. Around Nakapiripiti, there is a meter at touch where they had grown a lot of food. And I asked the military, and I asked the Karamajong, and they said, you see, the military is forcing us. So I, when I came to Parliament, I said, no, actually, we should get the military to beat them to grow their food. Because around the barracks, there is a lot of food. The military is actually selling part of it, the excess. And here we were borrowing money to go and give to Karamajong, okay. who, by the way, was the if, other DC from Chazan? Uh, Chairman, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> because, nice because Oscar, in, finish off, in Karamoja, to of time. Mm. even to go, even to go and attend and dental care, you had to provide cooking oil, some kaunga, and, so and that's how we had treated Karamajong. In fact, when you drive there, they are by the street, I mean by the road, asking mm. for money. And I say that all that needs to change. Before you borrow money, before you take water. So get them to do agriculture. Let yes, not, not just giving them free Chihuanda. money. Yes, first Chihuanda. Final word, uh, we are out of time. Uh, Godfrey Chiwanda, final word on, on and, uh, and, and forgotten you are RDC. Yes. Mm. And uh, the most critical one, district is Kabong. One, mm. it has two international borderlines. Of course, one with the Trukanas, that's Kenya, and another side with the Toposas of South Sudan. Mm. I involved myself from the word, of course, it's a bigger subject, the, the Karamoja subject, I cannot just discuss it two minutes, but let's just say in conclusion that if you are to deal the, with the Karamoja problem, it cannot be dealt with just by Uganda. Mm. It's complex. It's a regional problem. How come the one with Kony were able to do uh, it? No, no, no. Kony, yes, yes. Uh, had the interest, of course, Kony, Kony had the interest of capturing power. And was yeah, just go back to Karamoja. Mm. Karamo <laughs> Karamoja, it's more than that. If you interact with the Karamajongs, the Trukanas, the Toposas, they actually speak the same language. These are from South Sudan, these are from Kenya, these are from. 
of course karama jongs have different sect the topos yeah. yes they 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 the 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 matheniko the bokora the what but of course they communicate uh now the guns that you see today in karamoja most of them are from cross border they are from cross border however much we can be disarming here first of all you cannot have a wall between uganda and the toposas they they gone yes so now whatever that you do here as you disarm here they are getting rearmed rearmed from across the can across the across the border the polar border that we have between uganda and these other countries of course do still affect the security of karamoja so the, the issue solution? the solution should be now should be at go to at a regional level of course the abdu was putting it now that kenya why is it escalating now to the kenyans of course this side the trukanas of course you know when it's about electioneering time people will be needing votes now talking against the gun in the Trukana region is a you, you <laughs> yeah you are not picking anything so now the Trukana is at a free runs yes. that means they can now come as you are disarming this one that i i talked to one subcounter called karapata karapata is a subcounter that borders with kenya i disarmed over 60 guns in in actually in two weeks i camped there with with brigadier kankreo then division commander of third division kankreo yeah uh-huh uh you, uh -huh. go on. we but are patrick, concluding on yes patrick mm. but let me tell you yes go on was go, go to please conclude mm. that's not important yes kankreo yeah. patrick patrick we 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 had um we had a disarmament program in that part because it was the subcount that was hit most but of course we went we disarmed them but when disarmed them within two days they were attacked from tukana and the next day all the people moved to my office as the RDC you disarmed us and you protected you, you, you promised to protect us because one thing the karamajong will tell you that i'm giving my gun but make sure that you protect me if he hands over a gun today and the next day he's attacked his cows are taken he will be looking for a gun to make sure that he protects himself now so and that's so, where we started with Joachim. Uh, so now so final words uh, if you have this it's mm, a regional if i send you back as rdc what would yes, you do in a sentence that one i should have a regional uh, meeting the toposa the south the, the, that is south sudan kenya partly with this the, with um you know so that we can have this program and mm. the, this program of disarmament cannot be dealt by uganda alone but of course the welfare of karamajongs is also very important they look at a gun as survival. What Samuji is talking about, he's talking about Namalu area. Namalu, that's in Akapiripirit. But if you go to the GA, if you go to the Dubokora, if you go to the Matheniko, if you go to, to the, the, the Dodos, the they gun is required. They, mm. they, they just have nothing. Actually, Kotido is so dry. So, mm. government should come up with really facility, you know, ways how do we deal with this so that okay. the brain should not just be concentrating on the gun and the cow. This mindset should be done, and government can do this. Thank you so much, uh, listeners of the Capital Gang. Thank you, Star Cafe, uh, that has powered Gang today. The two guests we've had, Honorable Godfrey Chiwanda, uh, Vice Chairman, NRM Vice Chairman Central, thank you for your comments. Very smart man today. No, no, you are off air. Uh, thank you very much, uh, veteran journalist Joachim Buembo, for uh, contribution on Gang. Uh, Namfi, thank you so much. Honorable Katuntu, Honorable Samuju, thank you so much for comments on gang. Follow us at Capital FM Uganda. 
at Semoyam Soke and continue discussion online. Uh, children that are breaking off for holidays, enjoy yourselves. Uh, Ramadan, we wish you a good fasting season. I am Oscar Semoyam Soke, and I shall see you next week.